Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1858. Why I Starved Myself and Other Eating Disorder Facts by Crystal Cargus of crystalcargus.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Wednesday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read to you from popular health and fitness blogs, usually to help you optimize your health. Now, today is the middle of the week. It is Wednesday, and like I do every Wednesday, I'd like to share a little bit of inspiration with you. So here we go. Quote, you must unlearn what you have learned. The Yoda effect. Now, I know sometimes on this show, I talk about things that maybe conflict with previously held beliefs. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing because you're here to learn, right? All right, now that we're in the right frame of mind, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Why I Starved Myself and Other Eating Disorder Facts by Crystal Cargus of crystalcargus.com. It started out with a runner's magazine the summer before my senior year in high school. I was an avid cross country runner and determined to make my last season propel me on a collegiate scholarship. I'll never forget an article I read by an accomplished Olympian runner that outlined her success, which she attributed to a dedication to her training regimen, a strict diet, and maintaining a lower weight for her frame. Lower weight? Just like that, the seed was planted. Though it could have been anything that triggered the onset of my anorexia. It was more like the accumulation of multiple factors that led to the development of my eating disorder, like the perfect storm. Suddenly, intensive training and rigid eating habits in the name of athleticism became the perfect justification for the rapid weight loss I would endure in just a few short months. A downward spiral. Contrary to how it may have appeared on the outside, I was not striving to fit a certain pant size or fixated on losing a particular number of pounds. Being at my lowest weight brought both a sense of victory and fear at the self-destruction I had become aware of, like, watching a house of cards dissipate into thin air. Sadly, this is one of the most common misconceptions about eating disorders, that these illnesses are diseases of vanity. While many individuals with eating disorders may be triggered by dieting, 
this is not usually the only preceding factor. My self-destructing eating disorder wasn't a ploy or attempt to hurt someone, a means of getting attention, or an attempt to achieve a certain look or appeal. I craved a systematic means of establishing a sense of control in my own chaotic environment, a way to gain acceptance and approval. Meticulously counting calories and maintaining control over how much I weighed was artificially fulfilling, a maladapted coping mechanism. Misleading myths and stereotypes about eating disorders. Eating disorders are stigmatized falsely by weight, size, and shape, though these factors tell little about what a person may be struggling with. I saw my weight fluctuate between lows and highs throughout the years I had an active eating disorder, though I carefully tried to disguise my calamity. Most people would not know by looking at me that I battled a raging eating disorder, one beset by chaos around food, body dysmorphia, depression, anxiety, and more. During the National Eating Disorder Awareness Week, it was important to me to continue challenging these myths, stereotypes, and stigmas about eating disorders in order to shed greater light and understanding on these deadly mental illnesses. There are too many individuals who struggle in silence, yet are needing help and connection. So, what are the facts? Fact one, eating disorders are biologically based illnesses, not a choice or a fad. I didn't choose to have anorexia any more than anyone else chooses to have cancer, heart disease, or diabetes. Eating disorders are not illnesses that can be switched on and off at will nor are they fads or even phases. They are real diseases that can be potentially fatal if left untreated. Anorexia alone has the highest mortality of all psychiatric illnesses. Anorexia, like other eating disorders, is not caused by one single factor, like the media, nor can it be blamed on anyone or anything. Research has shown that eating disorders are heavily influenced by biological factors like genetics and neurobiology. The analogy that is often used is that biology loads the gun and the environment pulls the trigger. In my own case, I think I had certain biological factors that made me susceptible to developing an eating disorder, such as some personality traits and characteristics. Participating in a sport that emphasized heavy training and competitiveness could have served as an environmental trigger, as did other normal stressors that were difficult for me to cope with, like transitioning to college and so forth. Other environmental triggers might include the submersion and exposure to diet culture, experience of trauma, and more. Fact two, just eat more is not a cure. On the surface, eating disorders seem like a food problem, and well-meaning and concerned loved ones are desperate to help fix the issue. If you could only eat more, or just try to eat more of that, are commonly expressed, unfortunately, with little impact. Eating disorders are complex illnesses. Therefore, treatment approaches must also be comprehensive. Sadly, in a malnourished state resulting from an eating disorder, cognitive abilities are severely hindered, meaning a person with an eating disorder does not have the mental capacity to make choices that are going to benefit their health and well-being, including something as basic as eating. Trying to reason with or persuade a person with anorexia to just eat is sadly a wasted and futile effort. While eating is as intuitive for others as breathing, for a person with an eating disorder, this inherent ability to eat is malfunctioned and compromised. If left to their own accord, a person with anorexia would starve themselves to death, not because they don't know any better, 
but because they physically and mentally cannot bring themselves to do otherwise. Professional intervention is needed to reverse these damaging behaviors, including re-nourishment to heal the body, mind, and spirit. And fact three, eating disorder recovery is possible. When in the throes of a battle with an eating disorder, it seems like things will never change or get better. I am thankful to say that I have maintained recovery from anorexia for almost 10 years now, and there is not one day that goes by that I take my health and recovery for granted. There are decisions I need to make every day to help me sustain active and long-term recovery, including eating consistently, practicing self-care, and healthier coping skills. While I may experience triggers in different forms and through transitional life changes, making the decision to commit to recovery has become easier over time. Many of the adverse effects resulting from eating disorders can also be reversed with proper nutrition, treatment, and interventions. The difficult thing about eating disorders is that these illnesses do not necessarily completely go away. Unlike other illnesses that one might recover from, those with eating disorders will always be susceptible to relapsing back into behaviors that are not conducive to long-term recovery. So while recovery is in fact possible, sustaining recovery requires proactive diligence, support, treatment, and staying connected to loved ones who care. Relapse is also part of the journey, so having adequate support can help you get back on track should this occur. My encouragement for others. I understand firsthand the excruciating struggle with an eating disorder, the pain and hurt that it's caused, not just individually, but to those that were closest to me. I also have found the beauty that is experienced in recovery. And while the process is strenuous, grueling, and often exhausting, it leads to a life reclaimed from all that has been lost. Eating disorders are isolating and devastating, but it does not need to end here. If you or a loved one has been dealing with an eating disorder, please reach out to someone for help. There are a wealth of resources available throughout the country and throughout the world, and you don't have to go through this alone. You just listened to the post titled, Why I Starved Myself and Other Eating Disorder Facts by Crystal Cargus of crystalcargus.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. We thank Crystal for sharing her story with us. In today's article, she helped us hopefully unlearn what we may have learned about disordered eating and eating disorders. Placing blame or shaming someone because they may be experiencing an eating disorder is not helpful. And I really appreciated that Crystal 
repeatedly said that individuals do not have to go about it alone. Getting professional support can do wonders. It may not be a cure. Relapses still happen, as Crystal said, but professional help can bring someone closer to living their best life. All right, that'll do it for another edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.